the Animal Welfare Hour featuring Nancy. I'm a contributor to that. And the good news is it will be nationally syndicated in the beginning of the year from coast to coast. So we'll have that many more people being influenced to care for animals, both those that live outdoors and those who live amongst them indoors who are considered like family members and friends. Just to show you how serious we are about this subject, yesterday in between shows that I was doing on Christmas Day, we walked around the city. We were looking for a restaurant where we could have a little bit of lunch. And we found a great place at 56th and 2nd, the Shadmore, that we thought was closed. It looked like almost every other restaurant closed except for the Chinese restaurant. So the Jews had packed the Chinese restaurant. So we see three people coming out of the Shadmore. We assumed that maybe maybe they were staff or whatever who were cleaning up. And, and No, it was actually open. We walked in. We were the only people there until a few locals showed up later on. Great Christmas music, great ambiance. And most of our discussion as we were having a great lunch before I had to come back and continue my marathon broadcasting session, Nancy, were about animal welfare issues. And first and foremost was about Flacco, the owl, celebrity owl, probably the most famous owl that has ever existed since the PSA when I was a kid, uh, give a hoot, don't pollute. I remember that. That's right. Give a hoot, don't pollute. So. Flacco, in typical tabloid fashion, was built up now only to be knocked down. Uh, Can you give the story of Flacco when he was being elevated and now as the tabloids have turned against him? Well, I'm not sure if they've really turned against him too much, but his, you know, obviously his journey started almost a year ago when he escaped or was assisted to escape from his enclosure in Central Park. And... He was hanging out there for a while, but he seemed to have made his way down to the Lower East Side. And again, the idea is that maybe he's looking for a mate because no one's in Central Park. And then he he, he didn't get lucky down in the Lower East Side, so he came back to the park. And now he's hanging out on the West Side. But recently he's been spotted like right next to buildings. So he's, uh, you know, because by nature they're... They're trying to, you know, perch, uh, be somewhere high above. So uh, he's taken to to sitting on top of air conditioners and particularly at this one window where they woke up one morning, this couple, and then they see him peeping in. And it was, you know, now you can imagine, you know, you think about an owl, like maybe visually it seems small, but he's almost two, two feet high and the wingspan is six feet. So if you wake up and you see that looking in your window and the orange eyes, like they're just so orange, I could see you know, being a little bit taken aback. but So now they're calling him a peeping Tom, saying that he's looking in people's windows. They're calling him a perv. <laughs> Before he was a hero against all odds, you remember you had all the bird watches. And by the way, Anthony Weiner will be joining me from 1 to 3. When he was congressman, his area included the Jamaica Bay Preserve that's part of the National Park System. And I'll never forget seeing a story in which there he was, wearing the shorts, wearing the khaki shirt uh, with the safari hat, the binoculars, doing whoop-a-woo, whoop-a-woo with the bird watches because there are lots of flocks of birds that go through the Jamaica Bay area. And I said, what, Anthony? Anything for photo op, right? 
the put on the safari hat, binoculars, but apparently he's quite the bird watcher. So he had all these bird watchers running all through the city trying to find Flacco because they said Flacco could never survive on his own. He's been hand-fed since he's a little chick. Flacco did quite well feasting on mice and rats nocturnally at night. Yeah, and, and actually, I'm getting, I'm finding it a little bit annoying, and I'm not sure if Flacco does either, that he can't go anywhere without being stalked himself. So they're calling him a pervert, but meanwhile, everyone's watching him and taking pictures of him all the time. Yeah, the paparazzi, they're, they're stalking, and he's only a block away from we are. So I've been going out there actually looking for Flacco to give him some tactical air support since he's being vilified by our neighbors as some kind of a peeping Tom or perv. And I will tell you, it just shows you typically they build you up just to knock you yeah, down. Yeah, and just so you know, too, they have an owl expert who's surmising that not it's not just because Flacco grew up around people, so it's familiar, but that since Flacco's looking to mate and never had like a mate, another owl mate, that maybe Flacco's looking for a person to mate with, which would seem completely ridiculous. Oh, come on. He's looking for love in all the wrong places, right? I mean, come on. And they're, they're so-called owl expert. Look, I've loved owls since I was a child. My mother, Francesca, used to imitate an owl voice. We had a facsimile of an owl. And she used to claim that this was the little brownie talking to me. And the little brownie would find out if I was being good or bad, and it would how, talk how through old, the owl. How old did that go until? Uh, I think about six years old. All right, that's what I'm And she would say, you know, she would always start with the same PSA, give a hoot, don't pollute. So it was the owl of the PSA. And I'd be listening as a little kid. If you ain't a good boy, give a hoot, don't pollute. And that's why I got involved in recycling. The first to get involved in recycling. A lot of people don't realize that. So that I was. That's help- why you pick up trash to this day in the streets? Yes. Yeah, Curtis w- likes to do that. I was influenced by the owl in that PSA. Give a hoot, don't pollute. At a young age. See, it's impressionable on you. Now, from that subject, which is somewhat different and unique, to a subject that has affected so many canines across the country, we just finished talking about... Your battles, John Katzmatidi's battles, other people's battles with this flu, virus, COVID-19, knockoff, whatever you want to call it, that has led to this uh, these deep uh, colds and these deep coughs that rack your, your lung system. Dogs are going through this where it is affecting canines across America. Dogs are dying as a result. They haven't quite figured out any kind of... Uh, pharmaceutical products that can curb this. What exactly is it and how fast is it traveling in the canine community? Well, it's again, it's traveling very fast. It's, uh, I think, in 19 states at this point. There's no database for it, so it's hard to tell. It's not as though veterinarians are logging this particularly, and they don't even know what they would be logging because it sort of defies, um, you know, sort of parameters at this point. It's viewed more or less as what would start off as a cough. So, you know, you might... um, sort of overlook it because you think, oh, it's the seasonal, they'll get over it in a few days. But very quickly, it progresses into um, possibly pneumonia, um, sadly, in some instances, fatality as well. It's highly contagious. They don't know how it's spreading, which is why they're suggesting keeping dogs out of all of these different public places. So whether it's doggy daycare, uh, boarding, groomers, uh, you know, par- even parks outside, like um, dog runs. Even being outside isn't sufficient to sort of ward off potentially uh, getting that. So that yeah, so that's the number one 
trait that they have associated with this to cough, and at this point, it is growing. They don't know how it's spreading, and there's no medications for it. Wow. And so dogs are perishing as a result. Your dogs are, are perishing. That means when you're taking your dog out for their two- or three-day uh, day jaunts, do not let them go sniffing the tuchuses of other dogs, right? Yeah, I mean, I see, I see a lot of people, obviously, they, they walk, they have their dogs with, like, the coats and the, the booties and things to make sure they're keeping safe and warm like that, but then they're having them walk right up to another dog. So that's, I mean, you got to be mindful of that right now. Yeah, and it was never a very sanitary situation in which dogs end up sniffing each other's tuchuses, you know? It's, like, weird. And they claim cats spread disease. Cats are the cleanest animals. They're constantly self-cleaning themselves. Yeah, no, cats are super clean. Can a dog self-clean himself? I'd like to see that trick where a dog can actually clean their private parts. It doesn't happen, ladies and gentlemen. So don't, don't disparage cats, yes, please. Let's not see that. Don't disparage <laughs> cats. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. 